0: Are you struggling financially in PT school? Are you a PT student struggling
1: to find scholarships? We have started the gratitude scholarship for PT students no matter what year, no matter what school, you guys can apply. We are raising $5,000. You can check out our GoFundMe link in the description and you can donate, apply, whatever, check it out. We are so excited to be giving this away in the summer of 2019 for our very first time.
0: In this episode, I am the one being interviewed and Sarah asks me more about my pretty much summary of first year, some tips that I give really to do well in your first year as well as personal experiences, whether that be mistakes that I made, lessons learned, and we go into what classes I've had, what I'm going to take, and different strategies for time management, stress management, what worked and what didn't work. And just knowing that you're going to succeed in your first year. And I just reflect on what helped me and what I needed to learn from myself and my mistakes in the past to really finish strong and start (laughs) my second year of PT school strong and ready to crush it.
1: Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy this little reflection from Gabby about her first year because one year down, two to go.
0: Yes. And just knowing that one year is done, I can't even tell you guys how weird it is, but I think you'll really enjoy this episode. And if you're a PT student, let us know if any of this relates to you because what I'm going through, I know for a fact other people are going through as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's freaking hard. Oh, my gosh. It's freaking tough. First year. We hear from everybody first year is the worst. <laughs> but that's what we want to give you all the insights to, to help you through it. So, hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. So welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everybody. Today, we have a little bit of a different twist. So I will be interviewing Gabby about her first year of PT school so far, since you are officially a second year. So crazy.
0: I know. It is so insane. And Sarah and I were just talking before this episode that you can hear our stories on our very first episode, but it was really rough. (laughs) We'll just say, very first recording, like, so we're going to, I'm going to do a little bit of a, of a backstory for those of you who, um, haven't listened to the first episode and are just, you know, now following us or if you've been following us for a while. So I graduated from undergrad in May of 2017 and I knew before I graduated college that I was taking a gap year There was no negotiation with that just because by the end of it, I was so burnt out. And I actually realized talking to another student that I took summer classes every single year from freshman year to, you know, about to start senior year in the fall. And I was like, no wonder why I was burnt out. Just because all of that time was spent either, you know, taking classes so I would have an easier senior year or just retaking some prereqs. I was thinking about that. I was like, Holy crap. I did not realize every single semester I was in school. That was really why I wanted to take a gap year and just have a break. So in that time after graduation, I, you know, studied for the GRE. I took that twice. And by the end of that, I was just done with it and, you know, applied to piece applied to PT school, I was working, and once I found out I was accepted into school, it was pretty early, and that was in October of 2017, and so I had from that point to May pretty much to work, to travel, and to really spend time with my friends and family, and so it was it was literally a year from May of 2017 to starting my first year in 2018, and I would highly recommend anybody who is considering a gap year to definitely do that if you felt your undergrad um, was really difficult and you felt burnt out because it was well worth it.
1: Yeah, and there are so many pros and cons. Like this is a hot topic people always wanna hear about is a gap year, which maybe in the future we'll do a whole episode on because both of us took a gap year or two. (laughs) And so in that time, in your in your gap year like what did you expect your first year of pt school to be like
0: so in my gap year i expected my first year to be just a fresh start and a new beginning because i am one to just be in a routine for you know for so long and get comfortable in a place or a situation and so i expected it to be you know just a fresh start getting to know all my classmates and professors, but also, you know, just knowing like, oh, I mean, this is a doctorate program. So I was, I was expecting it to be more rigorous than undergrad. And, you know, in some areas I was right, but I also expected it to be, you know, nonstop studying because I did have habits in undergrad that weren't healthy when it, came to studying. So I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be studying all the time. I'm not going to have time to do anything for myself. And, you know, talking with people and just kind of telling them like what I was really worrying about. I thought, okay, like, I'm not going to try and freak out now, but I was just expecting it to be, you know, nonstop and really even like burning out in my first year.
1: That's what you expected worst of PT school to be was the lack of time, the amount of studying, which let's be real, that's a lot, but you do have time to yourself, even if it's not the amount of time you had in undergrad. Um, And what was the last thing you said?
0: Oh, fresh start. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's the positive. You expected it to be like a fresh start because you've had this time off to kind of recuperate from undergrad, which... you was non-stop work, like no summers off, which is pretty much what grad school is for most of you. I know some of you have summers off, but what did you find was the reality of your first year?
0: The reality of first year was, it's honestly the best way to describe it is a roller coaster, just because each semester, you know, there were good parts about it and bad parts. And, you know, I went through many highs and lows throughout the first year, but the reality of it, it's it's doable. You can do it. You're going to have time to yourself. You're going to have time to take a weekend off from studying and, you know, spend time with your friends. But then you're also going to have times when you're going to be studying all weekend, like six to seven hours. and And that's okay because you need to have those different,
1: Time off, like you can't be studying all the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you're going to have um, different times when you're going to be busier than others, or there will be times where you had a full test week, and then your professors know, you know, you worked really hard, and they're like, "All right, you know, we're not going to have any tests next week or quizzes." So it's kind of like a catch up, kind of relax free week. So that was the reality of it, and I really appreciated, you know, the professors doing that because in PT school, they know how hard you got to be in the program. And they know when you do have stressful weeks, they're not going to be piling more information on you. They're just going to give you a break because they know that you have a life outside of PT school. And that was really the reality of it when I realized, okay, they understand that, you know, we need mental breaks as well. And just to like, not think about studying for a weekend or a few days. So overall, that was my reality of it.
1: Yeah, and of course, that's going to be different for everybody. Like this, like Gabby and I talking about her first year is her first year. Yours is not going to be the same necessarily, but we get questions about this all the time. and wanted to give you guys insight on our experiences. I know some of you, maybe your professors don't give you a break, and that's unfortunate, but I don't know where I'm going with this, but this is Gabby's first year. (laughs) This is Gabby's first year. I hope this helps. Uh, I know it will for a lot of you. And for your exam schedule, you were saying you have like a week of maybe a lot of exams and then maybe a week of like learning new material and kind of preparing for the next week of exams. It's not like, it's not necessarily exam, 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 like every single week. It's like a hard week and not a so hard week, a hard week, uh, maybe a week off here or there, or maybe just a weekend.
0: Yeah, that's definitely how my schedule was pretty much the full year, just because, you know, there would be one week, like you said, it would be, you know, two exams, some quizzes sprinkled in between there. And, and then the following week, you know, it would just be kind of a, a chill week, as I would say, where it's just new material and maybe a quiz or two, but it wasn't as bad. I would say it was more the times that I remember it being like really stressful was first semester with anatomy and then my spring semester where it was a condensed seven week semester. So there was there was a test or two every single week for seven weeks. Yeah. So those were the times that I really had to, you know, really focus but know after this, like I'm gonna get a break. I think that was my my main mindset. I was like, all right, I just have to get through this. And then I'll have a break, but not to a point where you're burning yourself out in that time. That was one thing that I had to realize in my first semester that, you know, I would be going and not really stopping because I'm like, oh, I don't know this information yet. Like I have to keep studying, even though I feel like my my body and my mind feel drained and exhausted. And that's one thing that you have to realize because that's a signal to yourself to say like, hey, all right, I need to stop here. I need to either, you know, take a break for the night or I need to take a break and focus on another subject. So it's really just a, it's a balance in between. And that was really the hardest part for me. Pretty much the full first year, I would say balance was like the main thing that can summarize one of my weaknesses.
1: So. That was a little bit of your weakness of PT school was balance. That's like the number one, I think, for most people, to be honest. And we hear that all the time. (laughs) But what would be your biggest lessons you learned from your first year?
0: Yeah, there are a few. So one of my biggest lessons that I learned is if you fail an exam, a practical, a quiz, whatever, it is not the end of the world. And you will not be kicked out of PT school because of that one or two few exams. Because I know, I will say, I still remember the, the day and the moment where I found out I didn't do well on my first anatomy exam. And, you know, that was my very first... It might, have been, it might not have been my first exam of PT school, but for anatomy specifically, I did not do well, just because I wasn't familiar with the way my professor asked questions. And I, I was like, great, so now you know everybody knows that I, didn't, I failed my first exam and I might not recover from this, but you will. And same thing with practicals. If you don't do well on a practical, it is not the end of the world. I I have failed a practical in my first semester of PT school and you know it was more of like I said the balance I was focusing on other classes that I needed to really do well in and I didn't focus on my one of my foundation um, clinical skills practicals and didn't do as well as I wanted to but I learned my lesson from that and that doesn't mean you're not going to be a good clinician. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing you have to realize that everybody's going to fail at least once. And if that's you, just know that you, you will come back from it and you will succeed. You're not going to fail out. So just know that, but that was one of the biggest lessons for me. And then also just having a, a positive, mindset, I think really helped me through my second semester. And if you have that and you know that you're confident in the material, especially with hands-on skills, especially like if you're confident in that, you're going to do fine. And once I realized that and kind of switched my mindset from, you know, having this imposter syndrome almost in my first semester thinking like, oh gosh, I don't know this. Everybody's smarter than me. I mean, I was definitely thinking that in my first semester and then kind of having a a mindset switch and realizing, okay, if I am confident in myself and I know and give myself like positive affirmations, then I'm going to succeed and do fine. So I would say that's one of my biggest lessons as well, because if you have negative self-talk especially going through your first year, then you're not going to do as well as you want to. And I feel like information's not going to stick as well either. So just know that the material is going to come. It's going to take repetition and practice, but you will get to that point where you're going to be great. And, you know, this is only the first year. So I know if I keep practicing and, you know, just going over material, especially anatomy every semester. That's another thing. So you had anatomy your first semester, but it's going to keep coming up for each semester after that. And I'm just excited to kind of look over that more because I want to be, you know, the best clinician when it comes to knowing my anatomy and explaining that to patients. So just knowing that if I feel confident in that, then it's going to show with my patients in the future
1: yeah and I think you hit on a few key things there, first of all, the one is kind of like a touchy topic for some people with you know if you fail an exam, it's okay but i do we do want to say, obviously you can't fail every exam, and when we say fail, we mean like like each school has their own standard, so for Gabby's school, her standard is a color system, so for you, what would be a red like what is a red
0: so a red for me in our colors um is a 70 i want to say 76 or below however you don't know in that range where you are and so it just a red is a red and that's really prompting you to like go to your professor talk about what you didn't understand or what you got wrong and that doesn't necessarily mean you like totally failed it but it's more of just all right i didn't do as well as i should have where did I where were my weaknesses in that
1: yeah and that's kind of like a slap on the hand like get you to learn from it because obviously if you fail and don't learn anything from it and you keep failing you're not going to make it through PT school that's not our point we just want to I just want to say that (laughs) um because obviously you cannot fail every exam but I do want to say most people fail an exam, like, like maybe one or two, not all of them. And it's okay if you learn from it and you don't get in your own head and say like, oh God, I can't do this. Like, what am I doing here? Like everyone's better than me. Of course, you're not going to do well if you keep telling yourself that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a huge point that there will be some weeks where you're just not totally focused, and you might do you might not do great on one exam, but like we said, a few is fine, just not every exam to a point where you're you're not grasping the material, and that's one thing in PT school, because this is your career. This is not like undergrad where you can just uh, memorize it or learn it and then just leave it aside. Like this all builds each year, and you have to have this information for your career yeah exactly it's comprehensive like
1: each semester like you better remember at least the main points from the previous semester because first of all obviously it's for your career second of all it's to pass the mpte so you can become a physical therapist repetition is key like gabby said so tell people like a little bit about where you are now i guess what classes have you already taken and then what are you gonna be doing this summer?
0: Of course, yes, so I have gone through my major courses with anatomy, we do a movement science series uh, for biomechanics and kinesiology, gone through all of my cardio poem classes, so cardio poem is done, and all of my musculoskeletal classes are done as well, so my program starts us super early in our first year with taking MSK, upper extremity and lower extremity in our first year so by now we can perform a full exam like pretty much go from top to bottom with you know everything do a soap note for a patient so all of that is done and what I have left is one more research class pediatrics and I'm really excited about my pediatrics class and seeing how how that goes because I have worked with kids um, with disabilities in a program in undergrad. And so I'm really excited to, you know, see how different aspects of pediatrics. And let's see, other classes that I will have, neuro. So a continuation of neuro because my program, they split neuro into neuro one and neuro two. And finishing up kind of a modalities class, professionalism. And I know we talked about it in a previous episode with Uh, the pro bono clinic at my program, but I will actually start being in the pro bono clinic once a week working in a group. So it's kind of a team-based learning and we're working with a patient once a week for two hours. And so I'm really excited to start that as well.
1: Yeah. And so this summer you have your cultural competency, which is the pro bono clinic, like once a week, like that's the class that you do that?
0: Yes so we have a we have a class that's cultural competency and then uh, once a week, so that's like once a week and then the other part of that is actually treating a patient once a week
1: yeah, and then this summer you also have peds, you have your neuro two <laughs> part two have part fun. two <laughs> um, and what are the other courses for this summer research
0: research and uh, professionalism, and modalities class. And modalities.
1: So for your research class, I don't think I've actually asked you this, but is your program, you know, some programs say like, oh, we're a problem-based learning, or oh, we're like research-based, or oh, we are uh, multidisciplinary or interdisciplinary. Do you, does your program have something that they've kind of identified with, or that you think they have a good mix of for your classes?
0: Yeah, for sure. So we, Uh, Well, I know my program definitely stresses and emphasizes evidence-based learning because a lot of, you know, we have to have that as clinicians and, you know, learn from the research, like see what the best evidence is for certain treatments. And I would say my, my research class has really been focused on that. And my program, my professors conduct a lot of research as well. And so I think that was heavily emphasized in my research class in MSK. And so they incorporated that, but this last research class is pretty much writing a manuscript for a topic of our choice, I believe. And, uh, you know, the previous classes were kind of just getting the the general information of how to read a research article, what, you know, p-values mean and all that, which, some people are really into research and I didn't do it in undergrad and I, I wasn't planning on doing it in grad school, but I mean, I like reading research articles depending on what topic it is, but it definitely is. I will say you will get through research. I know some of the topics are super boring and you're like, ah, I don't want to learn this like after school, I'm not going to, you know, stress about reading these articles, but just to have a general idea of what it means is important. Because I know there were times, and everybody who's listening um, who has gone through a research class, like, you zone out. You're like, eh, I can, I'll tell you, be 100% honest, like, I didn't pay attention in some of the <laughs> classes um, just because I was like, ah, you know, I'll go through the slides later and just review it before the exam. And that's fine. I mean, it's not, it's not fine, but <laughs> <laughs> I know research Congrats. is a dry <laughs> subject sometimes, but just hang in there, like don't completely push it aside because you're like, ah, this class doesn't really mean that much. It does. So just know that it's still important, but you can learn the material. It's up to you whether you want to pay attention in class or not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Side note there. (laughs) So what do you wish you would have known before starting PT school?
0: Oh, let me think about this. So what I wish I would have known before PT school is definitely how to study smarter and kind of have the balance between everything. Because there were times where I would have, you know, two exams in a day or two exams and then an exam in the next day. And it would just be, oh my gosh, like how do I balance each subject? And so I really had a tough time with that the first and second semester, just trying to figure out how to do that. And so study smarter, I would say that's definitely one thing that I wish I would have learned and taking breaks because like I said, in undergrad, I had really unhealthy habits of just studying nonstop, not going to the gym. My nutrition has always been pretty steady and, you know, like not eating junk food or stress eating, but it was more of just, you know, getting outside, taking a break, standing up. And I didn't do that a lot of my first semester because I was like, oh, I need to know all this information. I, would, I wish I would have known. It's okay to take breaks. And knowing that once a topic clicks in your head, I know I had a lot of aha light bulb moments in my first semester and in my first year in general, because all this information you know, that, that you're learning, it's like, well, you either didn't know it And now you do, or, you know, you talked about it in undergrad and maybe you're just going into more detail. And so I wish I would have known that when those moments come, those are going to be like moments of victory and knowing like, oh, this makes sense now. But also knowing that I didn't need to stress out as much as I did for um, certain things. Okay. I don't know. I just like I was going off a tangent. Yeah. Stress. Yeah. Definitely wish I would have known that it's not going to be all studying all the time. You're going to have time to do things as you can see with us, (laughs) starting (laughs) the podcast and knowing that you're going to have a support system through it all. Like definitely find that support system through PT school because you're going to need them in every aspect. Yeah. So studying
1: smarter, firstly. Knowing that you have time, and it really matters what you do with that time, obviously you're going to need to study, but you don't need to be studying nonstop and neglecting your health like most people do, which comes up a lot, actually. People don't quite understand the profound effects that grad school has on you as a human being, not just as a student, which is insane. And then, so, like, talking a little bit about, like, stress and time management – how do you think you could have done it better in the first year?
0: Let's see, how do I think I would have done it better?
1: Like managing the, stress, yeah, and your time. The
0: managing stress.
1: Maybe say what you did, and then maybe like how that changed. Because undergrad to grad school is a whole different story, first of all. And then first semester to second semester to second year, it's totally different in grad school as well. Like you learn so much and adapt and find what works.
0: Yeah. So I would say what worked with me for stress management. Once I, I realized like, I'm not going to fail out of school. Like that's, that's not going to happen. I was I'm trying to say like, for me, especially, I'm just, I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is like, Whenever I had those stressful times, honestly, I just put in my head like a positive affirmation of what would, what would happen if I like did well on the exam. And I'm just trying to like word that because that's really how I manage my stress, to be honest.
1: Is taking those doubts and kind of saying the opposite. Like yeah. you have in your head that imposter syndrome, like what am I doing here? I don't know anything. And you're like, wait, pause. What if I do know things? Not everything, but things to help. And what if I do belong here? Like flipping that and just saying, maybe this is true. The positive side, like, and it is true, clearly, but (laughs) um, not letting that overwhelming feeling of doubt, self-doubt, which we all have, and fear of failure fear of not knowing things and et cetera, kind of flipping that.
0: Yes, exactly. That, that is what I did. And once I realized that, everything changed. My, my confidence, my ability to clinically reason through things. And I honestly, like you said, replaced those doubts and negative self-talk with positive ones and just flipped it if you've never tried that before, definitely do it. Or also visualization, like some, one of my mentors um, suggested that, especially before exams and practicals. And I can tell you, it worked for me really, really well. And so I would just visualize myself in the exam, going through the questions and then hitting submit and saying like, all right, how did I feel after the exam and knowing Like, okay, I may, I'm going to get a green on this exam. And it happened more often than it did that I went through that and I did well on the exam because I was going through it um, visually and well, mentally and visually and thinking, okay, I know this material. So that definitely reduced my stress levels a lot. And then with time management, I think just focusing on the topics that you're weak in so concepts that you might not understand, where you have to go to your professor or go to a graduate assistant and have, that, have them explain that to you. Um, I think that's one thing that I did learn towards the end. Instead of going through all the material that I already know, focusing on the material that I might not know as well, just so your time management, you're spending your time in areas that you need to improve on, And then you can focus your time on other classes, especially when you have multiple exams in a day, in a week. I think that's one of the biggest things to to learn, especially in your first year. Priorities. Priorities. (laughs) Prioritize, yes.
1: Oh, man. Especially, like you said, going into an exam. If you do a little visualization, not saying that that is some magic thing. Like obviously you have to study beforehand and work hard, but if you allow your stress to overcome you and your testing anxiety to like overcome you during the exam, all of that hard work is gonna be for nothing. So doing that visualization beforehand and like feeling excited, not excited. What am I even trying to say? I
0: know feeling you're trying to are like um, successful, like
1: feeling like you succeeded before you even take the exam, your mind is already in that future's tense. Like, like it's already happened. Like you've already succeeded in your mind. And I know that sounds like a bunch of BS to some people, but going into it, feeling like you've already failed is only going to make you more likely to fail. And the reverse is true.
0: Exactly. And I would recommend anybody doing that because... If that works for you and that brings down your stress, especially test anxiety, I think that was another big thing that I was worried about is how are these exams in PT school gonna go? How is my anxiety gonna be during the exams? And I know during first semester you are gonna have, it's gonna take some time to adjust and you might have test anxiety, but like we said, you know, practicing that, you will get better at them as you take them throughout your PT school career but knowing that you know in your first semester like you can combat that you can definitely combat test anxiety and just implement strategies that are going to work for you in order to make it through those exams and I mean really in reality the the board exam too because you're going to be you're going to be sitting there for I think it's like a five hour exam and you have to be prepared for that. So just finding what stresses you, especially when it comes to tests in your first semester and in your first year, you have to find that out now before you get into your like second year and even into your um, clinical rotations. And it's, it's still there.
1: Yeah. It doesn't just magically go away. You've got to deal with it even when you do deal with it, it's not that it disappears. It's just that you get better at handling it. Exactly. I know you had a bunch of notes. You were like ready for this. Yeah. What what else do you want to share with the people?
0: Um, So finally, I would say, but in your first year, there's going to be a lot going on. You're going to go through a transition period and then um, you're going to get into a routine in your first year. But just remember You have to be open to new, you know, new ideas. There are going to be information, there's going to be information that you may not know, and you're going to learn a lot of information in a year. So just know that this is what's going to be with you for the rest of your grad school career. And also applying what you're learning in a clinical sense, because when you um, see patients, I know some programs, they have their clinical, their first clinical rotation in the first year. So applying what you're learning and, you know, you're going to, this is obviously for, you know, when you're treating patients. And so I know for me, like whatever I learned in MSK, I, w- I would say, okay, what is this clinical presentation and how can I, compartmentalize it and treat the patient to the best of my ability. I think that was one thing. Another big thing, you're not going to know everything in your first year. You're not going to be like all knowing your first year is just kind of the, the groundwork of the next three years and you know, everything's going to keep building, but just know, you're not going to be an expert in your first year and that's okay. That is totally fine. Celebrate the small wins. Because once you like have that light bulb moment, or you do really well in an exam, you have to celebrate those moments as well. Whether that be you know going out um, with your classmates or treating yourself to a wine and Netflix night, you know, <laughs> celebrate and you know celebrate the the wins. But then also figure out when you do you know don't do well in an exam, learn from that, grow from that, improve. Uh, I would say that's definitely a big thing in your first year. And then always ask questions because, you know, you're going to be curious about different things and you're not going to, if you ask a question, don't think it's, it's dumb because most people are probably thinking the same thing. And then lastly, which really helped me when I um, started you know, being with patients in my first clinical rotation, your passion for physical therapy, like for me, it just, it reignited because once I started, you know, being with patients after going through two really challenging semesters of classwork, it was just a breath of fresh air. And it's like, all right, this is the reason why I'm here. Those are some things to just be aware of. And if you have all these things that we talked about, you're gonna do awesome in your first year of PT school and even going forward.
1: Yeah. Learn from us.
0: Oh yes. Learn from us. <laughs> Learn <laughs> everybody from everybody else. <laughs> else. Learn from our mistakes and talk to other people because all PT students are going through similar things. You know, we're all have this common goal of getting our graduating, being a doctor of physical therapy and You know, being the best clinician we can be. Exactly. I think those were, those were like, I just put, it was under tips to crush your first clinical rotation, but I think that was tips to crush your first year (laughs) part of it. So, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, that could, that was like a summary. Yeah. So, last question that we
1: ask everybody What advice? I know we already gave, you already gave a ton. Uh oh. What, like, okay, think of one. Big piece of advice, the biggest piece of advice for a PT student to crush it in their first year?
0: Find out your study habits and wait, no, that's not. I right. Hold on. Two. <laughs> I know. Two. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, I just need one. Um, for you, it can
1: be personal. Like, what actually would have made a hell of a difference in your first year?
0: time management, definitely fine. You know, make a schedule and don't overwhelm yourself with so many things in a day. Have a good, have a rock solid, you know, schedule. I would say that's, that would be my biggest piece of advice, which goes into time management. If I would have done that a little better than I, than I did, then I wouldn't have had as much stress as I put myself through.
1: Yeah. Those go hand in hand, time management and stress management. Oh man, if you can manage your time, you can manage your stress. I think that's key.
0: That is key. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Gabby. (laughs) Thank you for interviewing me. I really had a good time just speaking about my first year and kind of reflecting pretty much from the very start to the very end. So that was really great just to actually have that reflection. And I encourage anybody you know, after each semester or after each year, definitely go through this reflection because you learn more about yourself and how you were feeling in certain moments. But it's so important to just reflect in general. So I highly recommend, we both recommend that you guys do that.
1: Thanks so much guys for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists.
0: If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.